Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. Live right here on FFC, it's football full circle. As the final month of the NFL regular season, week 15 kicks off on this Thursday night out in the desert in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's Aiden O'Connell's Las Vegas Raiders. It's Easton Sticks, Los Angeles Chargers that starts off week number 15 of this 2023 NFL regular season. Joe, 18-week regular season, 14 in the books. Week 15 begins tonight. It's the final month of the regular season in the National Football League. And having the mastermind of the pigskin, that is Joe Lisi, alongside myself, Ben Stevens, here on this Thursday on Football Full Circle. You couldn't find a better place to be. No, but I thought we couldn't get any worse than that Monday, uh, Thursday night game that we had. What was it? We had a few of them, but we had the Minnesota-Chicago game in primetime not too long ago. That might have been a Monday night. This might beat that, Ben. I mean, it's one of the ugliest matchups that we potentially could see in primetime with the Raiders and Chargers squaring off. Aiden O'Connell, Easton Stick, both offenses can't get off the mat. The, the, the Raiders had a flat zero, zero against the Minnesota Vikings, and we know that L.A. only put up seven points in the loss to Denver. So this is ugly as they come, but hopefully we'll be able to break it down, and maybe we might get some points a little bit later tonight in Las Vegas. Yeah, 34 and a half is now that over under the total up by a point from where it was earlier this week at 33 and a hook. Of course, the Chargers have scored 13 combined points in their last two games, six two weeks ago against New England, just seven last week on a late fourth quarter touchdown against the Denver Broncos. And anytime a scoreless game goes into the fourth quarter and your team ends up on the losing end of a three nothing game, of course, it is not going to inspire a ton of offensive points the next time out. Let's welcome in our Sports Grid Radio audience here. Sirius XM Channel 159. That's the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. This is Football Full Circle, live on Sports Grid Radio. He's Joe Lisi. I am Ben Stevens. Three and a half points, Joe. The spread in favor of the Raiders. The, the sixth time this year, Las Vegas will be booked as a favorite. As a favorite this year, Joe, in their five previous games, three and two, both straight up and against the spread if they win, they cover. But Las Vegas has never laid more than a field goal. That number of three this year, you add on the hook, it's the largest number in favor of Vegas all season long. Yeah, it really is. I mean, there's a couple of factors uh, that play into this three-and-a-half-point number. Well, Keenan Allen is out for this ballgame, so a lack of explosiveness potentially for L.A. and Easton Stick. Josh Palmer does come back uh, to the wide receiver core, but outside of Quinton Johnston last week, there wasn't really a bright spot for the offense. And then the other factor as well is even though Las Vegas lost that ballgame, Antonio Pierce has this team at least somewhat focused Focus, more right. so than at least what I could say about Brandon Stanley on the other end of the stick. So I would give the coaching advantage to Antonio Pierce, even though Stanley's been a head coach, has failed to live up to expectations and quite honestly shocked Ben that he still has his job after that performance last week. I would have fired Joe, him on Monday. It's amazing uh, that he's uh, still walking yeah. the sidelines. 
I would have fired him week number seven, but that's a different story for a different day. Those will be the questions the Chargers have to answer this offseason. But, Lisi, I think it's a tremendous point that you bring up because it does feel as though both teams are five and eight, three games below 500. Both have not technically been eliminated from postseason contention in the AFC, although it's a very long road with six teams log jammed at seven and six in front of them and the eight and five Cleveland Browns for either the Raiders or the Chargers at this point of the season to really sniff out a playoff spot in the AFC. But the mentality of both teams is very different. The Chargers have been a wildly disappointing team this year. Nine and a half the win total. They had paid Justin Herbert $52.5 million per year. This was the year the optimism was supposed to be met with the expectation and the outcomes for Los Angeles favored to see the postseason in a competitive AFC at a minus 148 make playoff price before the year got started. Their season has been a disaster and a disappointment. Some of that due to injuries to the quarterback position, of course, with Justin Herbert now, but still, they have been underwhelming throughout the majority of 2023. The Raiders, Joe, have had a tumultuous season. Anytime you fire a head coach midway through a year, it's not smooth sailing, and Josh McDaniels was the first NFL head coach fired in 2023 back on Halloween, but they were a team, Joe, that entered this season with a win total of six and a half. Their updated win total is six and a half. They're favored to get win number six tonight with three weeks remaining. There's still a chance Las Vegas goes over that preseason expectation. So neither team is in a great spot entering this game, but they feel as though, Joe, they enter this game with very different feelings in those locker rooms. Yeah, and you got to believe that Aiden O'Connell is the better quarterback in this matchup. Easton Stick didn't show a lot basically until the fourth quarter of that ball game. Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs is listed. Zamir White, I still think the weapons are a little bit better for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders than they are the Chargers heading into this ball game. And what are you going to get? Again, it comes down to the mentality of this team. When you lose games the way the Chargers have, and with the, when Herbert was in there, as well. And the mentality is they can implode, right? We don't know the situation regarding that locker room, but Antonio Pierce, when you listen to him talk, when you see how the team has responded, at least from a defensive perspective, they've been very disciplined in in ball games. So, you know, they've pushed some teams to the limit. Offensively, they've been a little bit inconsistent, but playing at home, I still think that's the right side. Now, can we get over this 34, 34 and a half? That's the biggest question question because we're on a what four game heater in prime time that's what I want to see can we get enough points to get over this total tonight yeah, that will be the question. And again, you're not feeling overly optimistic based on what we have seen from the scoring outputs of both of these teams. Easton Stick, the quarterback out of North Dakota State, will make his first career start tonight against the Las Vegas Raiders. He's only appeared in two NFL games throughout his career, Joe, but he has been with the Chargers organization the entirety of his NFL life. At least you would think he knows the franchise and now got a week, not a full week, but a week nonetheless at practice to take those number one reps. This will be the seventh start of Aiden O'Connell's young career, the rookie quarterback out of Purdue. His passing yards prop tonight, Joe, 194 and a half, a number he has been over in four of his six previous starts. Last week was the most we had seen out of Easton Stick in an NFL game. He was 13 of 24 for 179 yards. His passing yards prop tonight against the Raiders 184 and a half. Yeah, and you know, I, I think he could get there. I think both quarterbacks potentially could get there because I expect them to be aggressive, not potentially eliminated from playoff contention. You want to win this ball game. I do feel that the Raiders have a little bit more consistency in terms of the rush attack, but you saw Easton Stick. Yeah, I, I think they throw a little bit more hurry up, so I would lean to Stick getting over the total tonight, Ben. That is where it stands at 184 and a half. We'll talk a little bit more Thursday night football. We'll look at the final month of this NFL regular season. And on today's show, it will be a bowl bonanza as bowl season in college football gets started on Saturday. All that to come up next here on Football Full Circle. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We're live right here on Football Full Circle. It is FFC as we get you ready for week number 15 live right here on Football Full Circle. That starts on a Thursday night out in Las Vegas. A three and a half point spread in favor of the Raiders. The over-under is 34 and a half for that total. And just because it might not be the most premier or marquee matchup in primetime for any NFL week to get underway does not mean that we cannot find you some problems here on this Thursday on Football Full Circle. Joe, when you think about the line, three and a half points in favor of Las Vegas. Again, the Raiders have been booked as a favorite five times already this year, three and two both straight up and against the spread. When they win as a favorite, they cover as a favorite. The Chargers are the worst underdog team in all of the NFL. The Chargers and the Cowboys, the only two teams that have failed to cover a number as an underdog this season. A goose egg in that cover compartment. The Dallas Cowboys have only been an underdog twice. This will be the fifth time for the Chargers as a dog this year. Joe, they're 0-4 against the number as an underdog so far, not covering by an average margin of close to five points per game. Yeah, and that's why I lean to the Raiders in this matchup. Don't really love a side, but I still like the consistency, like I mentioned, of Antonio Pierce. The Las Vegas Raiders, I have more confidence in Aiden O'Connell at home. Devontae Adams, Michael Mayer in that lineup, a little Jacoby Myers as well. Raiders don't know if they're going to go with Zamir White. They have both Josh Jacobs and Zamir White listed. I expect White to get a bulk of the carries, but playing at home, I still think it's the Raiders. Now, I think May Mayer gets over his total tonight, 19 and a half. He could, I think he could get into the area of about 25, maybe 30. And what about Devontae Adams? I know it's Myers and Renfro has been coming on, but you got to utilize this guy. I mean, why did you take him? And I know McDaniels wanted him, but, but still, they don't utilize him enough. It's all Jacoby Myers and everybody else. He's got a total of 69 and a half. Come on yeah. now. He should be at least 80 or 90 yards tonight, Ben. You know what's interesting, Joe, is he's starting to be utilized a little bit more here as of late. 68.5, that receiving yards prop for Devontae Adams, a number he has been over in four of the six starts that Aiden O'Connell has made that Devontae has been out there for. He has been targeted at least seven times in every one of those starts from Aiden O'Connell. So they are trying to feed Devontae Adams the football. He only has one touchdown in those six starts with AOC, by the way. But they are trying to get Devontae Adams the ball. I like that number tonight, Joe, as they will try to feed him because I kind of like Aiden O'Connell over his passing yards number as well. It's just so minimal. And I get the overreaction of last week when the Raiders were blanked by the Minnesota Vikings, but the Chargers have the fourth worst passing defense in the NFL, giving up nearly 262 passing yards per game. So you could either look at Aiden O'Connell to go over a number or know that most of Aiden O'Connell's yardage, if he gets close to 200 and that prop of 194.5, 
is probably going to Devontae Adams. Some injuries to report, like Joe said. Joe, Josh Jacobs is questionable for tonight. Keenan Allen, Joe, has been ruled out. So if Easton Stick is going to find success, maybe it's Joshua Palmer who gets back 32 and a half. His receiving yards prop, a number he has cleared often this year when he has been healthy. Or it's Austin Eckler, who's expected to do everything. Last week scored the only touchdown of the game for Los Angeles. It came in the fourth quarter. He had 100 scrimmage yards as well, Joe. Yeah, and Quinton Johnson as well was utilized in the fourth quarter. Got, got a couple of big plays inside the goal line or inside the 10-yard line. That's how they scored their first touchdown in the fourth quarter. So maybe Stick looks to Palmer and Quinton Johnson. And you mentioned the checkdowns with Austin Eckler. If Stick is not used to reading coverage like, you know, making his first start, there's the checkdowns to the safety valve. And that's where Eckler comes in. Actually altered Eckler to 40-plus tonight at plus money. So we'll see how this plays out. Again, what is going to be the mindset of L.A.? I mean, their rushing attack has been inconsistent. You're going on the road. You got to – and I understand that, you know, uh, uh, Las Vegas only put up zero points. And what did they score in the week before that? Very, very inconsistent. But you still got to believe that you got to score between 17 and 24 to win this ball game. You just can't be complacent and run the football on each and every play. You got to put the football in Easton Sticks' hands, even though Keenan Allen isn't there. So, do they run tempo? I'm not going to the rushing attack because I can't buy into Eckler on the road in terms of this spot. They couldn't run it a couple of weeks ago against New England. I can't buy in here. So, give me all the receivers for both teams, but I, I would take Quinton Johnson as my main target for the Chargers tonight. Yeah, it's a good area to look. Quinton Johnston has needed to pick up the pace in his rookie year. 31 and a half is his receiving yards prop. Every receiving yards prop on the FanDuel Sportsbook right now for the Chargers is hovering around that 30-yard marker. Joshua Palmer, the most, 32 and a half. Quinton Johnston, 31 and a half. The tight end, Gerald Everett, Everett, excuse me, 30 and a half. And Austin Eckler at 29 and a hook. That's where things stand for L.A., at this moment. Joe, let's talk that total. 34 and a half. Of course, it was just a week ago. We saw an over under 30 and a half between the Patriots and the Steelers that got over by the end of the opening half. That was going to be and was the lowest total we had seen in a National Football League game in nearly three decades. This one is not much higher than that at 34 and a half. And Joe, as we said at the start, six of the seven primetime games in week 13 and week 14 14 hit the over. Do you think we see some points despite the Raiders playing in a 3-0 game last week? Yeah, I'm buying the trend. Until the trend clips me, I'm going. We got four straight, and sometimes when it looks ugly, it's even better. So I'm going to go over the 34 and a half again. <laughs> I'll break it down. I don't know how we're going to get there, but I think that both quarterbacks potentially can move the football. You got to be a little aggressive. If I'm Antonio Pierce and I lay a goose egg playing at home on a short week, I want to make sure at least I start fast. So maybe we get over the 34 and a half. I would say up until I locked it up until 43 and a hook. Alted up to 43 and a hook. I love it. Let's see what that price would be because anytime you're going alternate lines, you would get a little bit of plus money on it. In this case, if you're alting it up to 43 and a half, where does it stand? That would be plus 300 if you agree with Not Joe Lisi to see just 44 points. Again, that's just 44 points. 27-17 gets us to that, and that's not necessarily a high-scoring affair. So, Joe, both of these teams are 5-8. and eight. They're three games below 500. Neither team really going to factor into the playoff race, despite the fact that one of them is going to win and one of them is just going to be a game and a half behind those log jam of teams at seven and six overall the six of them in the AFC Joe when you look at the AFC playoff picture right now and you look at those wild card teams the Browns at eight and five and then the six teams at seven and six the Steelers the Bills the Bengals the Texans the Colts the Broncos of that group Joe who do you have the most confidence in in making the postseason 
Oh, uh, I, I think right now for me, Ben, it, it's been Cincinnati and the Bills. Uh, and the reason why I say that is because obviously the Bills have fallen so deep that they're in the mix with some of these other teams that we didn't think yeah. would be there. Josh Allen and that offense look like they're their old selves, right? He's running the football the way they stepped up against Philly, even though they didn't win that ball game, and they get the victory on the road in Arrowhead last week. That's a quality victory, and now if they can knock off Dallas, I think they're cooking with gas and maybe could be peaking at just the right time. Jake Browning, I mean, we talked about it. That offense now in back-to-back weeks hasn't missed a beat with Browning at the helm, and if you could duplicate that type of productivity heading into the, the final uh, four games of the regular season and you could distribute the football to Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and that defense steps up, they're going to be a very difficult out in terms of the playoffs. So those are the two teams that get my money. Yeah, I completely agree. And we're starting to see the market work for Buffalo at this moment. They were plus 360 during their bye week, knowing that on the other side, it was a road trip to Kansas City. They won that football game. A lot happened around them. Now the Bills minus 106 to see the postseason. Plenty more conversation around the playoffs next on Football Full Circle. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at Meta.com slash Metaverse Impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. Live right here on Football Full Circle, it is FFC. He's Joe Lisi. I am Ben Stevens. So as we get ready for the final month of this NFL regular season, Joe, week 15 kicks off tonight. All 32 NFL teams will play each and every weekend till the end of the year with four more weeks left in this 18-week regular season. Joe, we looked at the AFC playoff picture right before the break, right? The Cleveland Browns, 8-5, and five, the top wildcard seed, at this moment, there are six teams behind Cleveland at this time that are all seven and six gunning for those playoff spots. Then we have the fall off to the Chargers, the Raiders, the Jets, and the Titans all at five and eight. The only team that has been eliminated from AFC playoff contention, that's the New England Patriots at three and ten. So, Joe, as we get ready for week 15, a ton of these teams will play each other this weekend and throughout the remainder of this season. You see that on Saturday in the triple header that we have for week number 15. The first game up, the Bengals and the Vikings, two seven and six teams, each in the wild card chase in their respective conferences. The next game up, Joe, it's the Steelers and the Colts in Indy. The Colts, a slight one and a half point favorite. Indianapolis and Pittsburgh, both seven and six in that AFC wild card hunt. Yeah, now Indianapolis was seven and five heading into that game last week against Cincinnati. They had won four straight, and they showed consistency, but got beat up in terms of the offensive defensive lines by Cincinnati. We know what the Steelers did in terms of last Thursday night against the New England Patriots, but 
Uh, the problem that I have back in the Steelers right here in this spot is the inconsistency of the quarterback position. Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, up until this point, the passing attack has not been there. What are you going to get? And we know what we get with Gardner Minshew. 232 and a half, the guy's a gunslinger. Whether he throws interceptions or not, he's always coming right at you. He's going to be aggressive. Zach Moss in the rushing attack has gotten going. I like the offensive line. Playing at home, I think Indianapolis is the right side. Lean to the over, though. 42 and a half, 43. All Colt games seem to do is go through the total. So give me the Colts and the over in this ball game, Ben. Yeah, Indianapolis, Joe, had won four straight prior to last week. They were booked as a favorite in all four of those games, but never laying more than just two points. 42.5 is that total. Indianapolis has gone over a ton. The Steelers have not gone over a ton. Ten of their 13 games so far for Pittsburgh to the under. Joe, some news out of Minneapolis, by the way, as we get ready for week number 15. Justin Jefferson, who played last week, it was supposed to be the off offensive explosion for the Vikes in his return for the first time since week number five. Of course, that did not pan out. Justin Jefferson left early on in the opening half. The Vikings had to bench Joshua Dobbs. They put in Nick Mullins. He does lead the only scoring drive of the game. The Vikings win 3-0 in Las Vegas. But Justin Jefferson did tell media yesterday, Joe, in the Twin Cities, he expects to play on Saturday in the first game of that three-game triple header this upcoming weekend. The Vikings, a two and a half point underdog. Again, Minnesota seven and six as they will go on the road to Cincinnati. The Bengals also seven and six. Both teams firmly in those playoff conversations. Yeah, I mean, here, here's the thing. We talk about the Bengals again. You know, that offense it, it still has Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, T. Higgins. I like that recipe at home. And Jake Browning, again, you know, when people look at the backup quarterback position, it's, okay, when you go from the starter to the backup, does the productivity drop off significantly? Many people believe, oh, it's going to go from 100% down to 20%. No, that's not always the case. And what you see with Browning right now is he's basically giving you 85 to 90 percent of what Joe Burrow would give you if he's in that lineup. Now Burrow does have a little more experience, took his team to a Super Bowl, so it's a little bit different, but it's not that much. Again, where's Minnesota right now? There, It's musical chairs, it's Nick Mullins, the rushing attack with Ty Chandler and Alexander Madison hasn't been good, okay? They're, they're in long-term down situations. I know the defense potentially has been carrying them, but again, on the road in this spot, I'm going to lay it with Cincinnati. Do like the over, though. I think, again, I think Cincinnati pushes tempo. If hopefully Minnesota could get a couple of scores, you get through the yeah. total, but give me the Bengals and the over. The Vikings also, one of the four teams with the Chargers and the Raiders who play on Thursday night. The Vikings on Saturday in the first game. The Steelers in Saturday in the second of those three. Those are the four teams, Joe, that lead the NFL with the most unders this year. Ten of their 13 games have hit the under. I don't think that would surprise anybody knowing Minnesota played in a 3 nothing football game just a week ago. It's going to be an interesting backup battle at the quarterback position. Jake Browning, in the five games he has played this year. He has made three consecutive starts, the first three of his NFL career, has a 75.5% completion percentage. In fact, at the moment, that's the best in the National Football League. Of course, Brock Purdy, 70.2%, Tua at 70%, and Dak Prescott at 69.3%. They are the best of the quarterbacks who have played at least 10 games this year. But Jake Browning has been efficient with the football, and he's been pretty good out there. I would keep an eye on that number for Jake Browning come this Saturday. Another area, Joe, where when we look at the playoff picture, the NFC is just as jumbled. The top wildcard team at the moment is Philadelphia. They're 10-3. and three. Whether it's the Eagles or the Cowboys, whoever wins the division, Joe, the other team will slot into that five seed, it seems, with a lofty cushion right now over everybody else in the wildcard race. Then you have Minnesota at 7-6. and six. They have the second of three wildcard spots at this current point. And then, Joe, there are six 
six teams in the NFC at six and seven. Three of them in the NFC South battling it out for the top spot in that division. And then five other teams or three other teams, but five, including two of the three in the NFC South that will not win the division will battle out for a wild card spot. Joe, let me tell you some of those teams, the Packers, the Rams, the Saints, the Falcons, and where things stand around the NFL at this moment. You also got to include the Seattle Seahawks. Of those teams, Joe, who do you have the most confidence in to make the postseason? It was the same question I just asked in the AFC. Yeah, I, I, and I already bet it. Green Bay and L.A., and I jumped the gun last week, but both teams lost very close ball games to yeah. the Giants and Ravens, respectively, but I still like the way both teams are playing, and they have the type of quarterback with Jordan Love and, and Stafford to really carry their teams. Uh, again, I, I don't look at those other teams, the Saints, the Falcons, you, you know, Tampa Bay's in first in, in the division, and, and even Seattle, and say they have the quarterback advantage over both Green Bay and L.A., so that's why I'm buying in to both of those teams. And again, if they do get into the playoffs, I like their shot. You know, that's the thing. I think if Green Bay or, or L.A. do, in fact, get in, I think they're going to make a mini run. Now, I don't know if they're going to win an NFC championship. Most likely not. But I think they could definitely push some of the contenders with the right type of matchup. So that I'm sticking to my guns. I might double down here, but I like Green Bay and L.A. respectively. Yeah, Joe, I would favor those two teams right now. And although Minnesota has a leg up at the moment, entering the final month of this season at 7-6, and six, and they're an odds-on favorite at this moment, moment in minus money to see the postseason, I don't think it's a guarantee the Vikings get there. Joe, how about the teams at 5-8? and eight? Any shot for the New York Giants or the Chicago Bears? Uh, you know, I, I would say more so for the Bears because of Justin Fields and because of I still believe they could be an explosive offense with him at the helm. I, I know it's, it's it's just crazy when I think about it. But, you know, Tommy DeVito, I do like them this week against New Orleans. And the reason why is, yes, I think DeVito's the guy, at least this year, to buy in. He understands it. He's a game manager playing within the scheme, doesn't turn the football over. But it's more about what Dennis Allen and the New Orleans Saints aren't right now. They're not an explosive offense. Still struggling with red zone opportunities, even though they're putting up points and losing efforts. I know they got the victory over Carolina last week. That was more about Bryce Young and how bad the Carolina offense was than New Orleans. And in this spot, I think the Giants step up. But out of both of those teams, I would say it's Justin Fields and Chicago. When he's in that lineup, they are explosive if they open up the offense for him. And what he could do on the ground with his legs, he's a, a tough out uh, no matter who he plays. Yeah, absolutely so. And, and that's why when you think of it, in my estimation, Joe, when you think of the Bears, could they pick up a little bit of offensive steam here? Maybe to win their final four. What would that mean for this Chicago team? What would it mean for the future of Matt Eberflus as the head coach? What would it mean for the future for Justin Fields as the face of this franchise? Again, I don't think that's very likely, but there is a potential at this moment. The Bears this weekend on the road in Cleveland, it's a three-point spread in favor of the Browns. The over-under 38.5. The Browns have had some very low totals this year, but Joe Flacco has provided a little spark offensively. The last two starts he has made, the total has gone well over the number, and we know the Bears have been pretty good offensively. The Bears defensively have been a lot better at this point as well, and I don't think the New York Giants, Joe, go into New Orleans on Sunday and win the football game outright, despite the fact they've won three games outright as an underdog. But I do not believe the Saints should be laying a touchdown to anybody. And I say that with a ticket in my pocket for the Saints to win the NFC South that I still feel is very much in the conversation. But New Orleans this year, as a favorite, they are just two eight and one against the number and the Giants again have won three straight games outright as an underdog I think that game is going to be a little bit closer than we expect and think about this they laid five and a half six to Bryce Young in an interim staff with Brian Dable and that team they're laying the same number doesn't make sense yeah, it's a little bit interesting when you think about where things stand for this team. We'll come back on Football Full Circle, set the stage for the Bull Bonanza. It begins in college football this weekend. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. Live right here on FFC, it's football, and I mean football full circle. You might be thinking to yourself, well, football this time of the year is the National Football League. You, my friend, are incorrect. If there are people in your life that tell you there's too many bowl games, or there are people in your life that tell you bowl games ain't all they're cracked up to be. Get rid of those people in your life and get ready for the bowl bonanza in the college football bowl season that begins on Saturday. I know myself, Ben Stevens, and the mastermind of the college football pigskin, Joe Lisi, are excited. We're amped up and we'll get you ready for bowl season on Saturday when we're live on Sports Grid on College Football today. Because, Joe, we have six FBS bowl games on Saturday. The FCS Celebration Bowl, between Howard and Florida A&M. We have a ton to get into on Saturday. We have a ton to get into live right here on Football Full Circle to set the stage for bowl season. Yeah, I mean, and we have, you know, the, whenever you get five or six bowl games, I mean, on week number one of bowl season, that's what it's all about, right? It, it takes you Amen. straight through from the start of the day to the end. We have some pretty good matchups now. Opt-outs and, and players, you know, just right. not playing will affect potentially some of the outcomes of this ball game. but it doesn't matter. The ability to get the younger players experience, and for some of these coaching staffs, that matters, especially when you look at the late ball game. Texas Tech yeah. and California. Taj Brooks will play. That's that's a great yeah. upgrade for Texas Tech and their offense. So I, I mean, these matchups they're not as dominant as the the semifinal playoff matchups that we're going to have in about three or four weeks. But they still wet the palate and get you get you excited for the weekend, Ben. So that's a great point, Jeff. From what we do, right, from a betting perspective, there are things to bet on. It's difficult to handicap, there is no doubt, given the roster attrition that we see, given that how wild the college football calendar is with the transfer portal picking up in a big way and coaching changes that happen. To have bowl season occur after all of that, it's hard to know who's starting at quarterback. It's hard to know how many players are left on the defensive side of the football. It's hard to know who the head coach is going to be calling the shots. And that's a part of the conversation. 39 non-college football playoff FBS bowl games, Joe. 39, right? Only 13 of them feature a game or a team that has had either zero changes to the head coaching position, the coaching staff, either a coordinator offensively or defensively leaving, or a quarterback that has entered the transfer portal. That is how crazy it is to know exactly who is going to be out there. And handicapping bowl season is a difficult exercise because we try to take mentality and motivation into account. 
but those are not things that you can quantify and thus it doesn't make a ton of handicapping sense but you kind of have to do it with where things stand in this college football campaign and where things are in collegiate athletics as a whole and I do just want to say Joe there's a mentality now that bowl games don't matter players opt out the best players on the team aren't out there they're in the transfer portal or if they're going to the NFL they're already getting ready for the draft all of that is true there is no doubt about it back in the day getting to a bowl game was a true achievement it still is to win six games and become bowl eligible but Joe it used to be a reward for a season of hard work and results it's not necessarily the same thing but it does not mean that it is still not an establishment of success for your program based on the previous year of work and maybe the shift in mentality Joe of setting the stage for future success whether it's a new coaching staff staff about to come in whether it's new players that will be there next year whether it's getting the younger guys on your roster who have not had as much game experience now getting this chance on a bigger stage that can only pay dividends so maybe it's not the reward from the previous year maybe we need to change the way we think about it Joe and think about it as an investment into the future and setting the stage for what is to come for these college football programs right and you know as a purist and you and I are in the same boat we love football right and we love right. to see some of these younger players evolve and develop that's why we get involved in in terms of you know the NFL draft to see where these players go and into their respective teams on the NFL level it's the same thing in terms of the bowl matchups no we're not going to get potentially the same product we understand that but it's still the game of football and it matters to some programs it matters to Georgia Southern and you know and Clay Helton it matters to to a team like Texas Tech that, you know, underachieved this year and now has the benefit to play a Pac-12 opponent in California. That's what matters. And again, how these teams develop, the younger players now that get this experience will only help their programs next year because the things are changing. The landscape is no longer four. It's 12. To get these players involved and get the experience now is very beneficial, not just for this weekend, but as we inch closer to the college football semifinal playoff games, because that's where those Power 5 programs are going to develop to potentially be that 10 through 12 type of team. And who knows? Absolutely so. And if, by the way, you have a pretty good sense of what the roster looks like for any of these bowl teams in these bowl games, that's a handicapping edge, my friend, let me tell you. So let's run through the bowl slate that we have on Saturday to kick off the 2023 college football bowl season. Joe, the first game up in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, an early start, 11 a.m. Eastern. It's the Myrtle Beach Bowl between Georgia Southern and Ohio. The Bobcats and the Eagles where Georgia Southern is a three-and-a-half point favorite. The over-under is 48-and-a-half. What's the lean for this football game? Well, I go to Clay Helton and Georgia Southern. Davis yep. Spring will play in this ballgame. The former Tulsa yep. standout. He's the starter. Leading wide receivers are still there. Burgess, uh, and as well as the leading running back. And Curtis War War excuse me, Rourke, starting quarterback for Ohio, and his backup will not play in this ballgame. So you got yeah. the, the Georgia Southern starter going up against the potential third string. Ohio's been battling attrition throughout this ballgame. I like what Georgia Southern than his had. They beat five FBS opponents. They've stepped up, battle-tested, and Clay Elton, a very good coach, uh, didn't do it at USC, is getting it yep. done in Georgia Southern. I like Georgia Southern laying the three and a half, but more importantly, I think we could get through this total of 48 and a half. I think that's a light total. Even though Ohio doesn't have their starting top two quarterbacks, I think we could sail into the 50s in this ballgame. More than likely, no Sia Bangura either, who was their lead running back this year for the Bobcats. But I will caution, not caution against the total, Joe, because I do think Georgia Southern can put it up. But if Ohio is going to stay in this football game, it's been about the Bobcats' defense all year long. Fourth best total defense in the country, fifth best scoring defense in the country, only allowing 15.4 points per game. And what Georgia Southern does, Joe, with Davis Brin under Clay Helton, is throw the rock. 298 passing yards per game. That's top 15 
team in the country. 62% of their overall plays come through the air. That's the fourth highest passing play percentage in all of FBS college football. But the Bobcats good in their secondary, only giving up a buck 69 per game through the air. Seventh best passing defense in all of college football. Ohio this year as an underdog in three non-conference games against FBS opponents. They were 2-1 and one, both straight up and against the spread. They knocked off FAU and they beat Iowa State outright as well in all four of their non-conference games, including against an FCS opponent, went under. Just something to keep in mind as you get ready for this football game. But I agree, Joe. Georgia Southern is the favorite. Now, if Curtis Rourke was playing, if Sia Bangura was out there for Ohio, very different story. And I would keep an eye on the way by the name of Curtis Rourke, Joe. Of course, he's the younger brother of Nathan Rourke, who we saw play in the National Football League a little bit for the Jacksonville Jaguars. If you watched any preseason football, he made that incredible throw into the end zone. He was getting dragged down to the turf. It was nuts. Anyway, Curtis Rourke, the 2021 Mac, or 2022, excuse me, Mac Offensive Player of the Year. He's in the transfer portal right now. I think he's a sneaky name to know for somebody that could take a step up into the Power 5 level and have success. And I just want to give a shout-out to Georgia Southern, by the way. One of 10 Sunbelt teams, 10 of the 12 Sunbelt teams, Joe, are bowl eligible this year, including in our next game up at the FBS level. That's Louisiana. Luloff in a matchup pretty much at home in New Orleans in the New Orleans Bowl against Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State in its first year of FBS football, an eight-win team, normally would not be eligible for postseason competition based on the archaic transition rule, but not enough teams got to that six-win benchmark, Joe, around FBS college football this year to fill out all 39 non-CFP bowl games, so Jacksonville State gets to go. They're a two-and-a-half point favorite. Our Rich Rod's Gamecocks against the Raging Cajuns over under 58-and-a-half. What do you make of this matchup, Jeff? Yeah, I like Jacksonville State. Again, I like Rich Rod. I like what Jacksonville State has done. They were 6-2 in yeah. Conference USA. Zion Webb, a pretty good quarterback, but still run heavy. They're a physical blue-collar yeah. team. Now, they did play more to the overs towards the second half of the regular season, but I think they do it with defense. They've been opportunistic. They turn the football over, play very good in terms of third-down defense, and the cause of concern that I have with this ball game is UL Lafayette, not good in run support. They're giving up 160 rushing yards to opposing offenses. I know on paper they seem like the right side, but I'm taking Jacksonville State. And here's the other thing, Ben. Very high total. I'm going under this matchup because I think both teams want to establish a run, which means clock running. Give me Jacksonville State yeah. and the under in this ballgame. So the interesting thing, clock is going to run, but we know how Rich Rod's offense generally work. It is up-tempo, it is fast, but it is certainly featured on the ground. When you look at Jacksonville State this year, Joe, they're the sixth-best rushing team in the country. They average 232 yards per game. Actually, excuse me, that's top five in all of FBS college football, where they are sixth-best is in terms of their rush play percentage at 62.6%. The three teams that won't go one two and three are the service academies air force army and navy so you could really think of jacksonville state as running the football the third most outside of service academies this year in college football and luloff does allow about 166 yards per game on the ground but as an underdog the raging Cajuns this year three and one against the spread they won outright twice jacksonville state has been really good at covering numbers as a favorite four one and one ats another mac team in action against another Sun Belt team on Saturday. It's Miami of Ohio, the champions of the MAC, and Appalachian State that played in the Sun Belt championship game, ultimately coming up short against Troy. That's the Cure Bowl, Joe, down in Orlando. The Avocados from Mexico, Cure Bowl in Orlando, by the way. App State, a six and a half point favorite. The over-under, 43 and a half. Joe, what's the lean here? Yeah, Avion Smith not going to play. He transferred out. That was the backup to oh. Gabbard, but I still like Miami in this ball game, plus the six and a half. Chuck Morton has done a fantastic job getting his teams prepared. I know App State seems like the side, but I'm calling for the upset. I like the Mac opponent here, plus 210 on the money line, and I think we sailed through the 40 and a half. This is one total and one dog I really like in this matchup, Ben.
Yeah, Matt, in MAC play, Joe, Miami of Ohio, in the nine games they played, including in the conference championship, stifling Toledo to only 14 points. They allowed just 11 points per game on average. They are a top 15 scoring defense in the country. The Red Hawks do it from the defensive side of the football, and losing Avion Smith to the transfer portal is a big knock, but Rashad Amos is still there. I expect Miami of Ohio to keep this game close. Three and two against the spread as an underdog this year. One out right all three times, including against Cincinnati as a 14-point underdog, and in that MAC title game against Toledo. That's how we see the Bull Bonanza getting underway. A few more looks up next here on Football Full Circle. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Um. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. The Bowl Bonanza in college football begins on Saturday. Joe, a couple of games we did not get to out of the uh, three remaining FBS football games that we have on Saturday. In the New Mexico Bowl, New Mexico State, double-digit win. New Mexico State under Jerry Kill will be a three-and-a-half-point favorite against Fresno State. The L.A. Bowl featuring UCLA and Boise State. The Bruins a four-and-a-half-point favorite against the Broncos. And Texas Tech, Joe, will end out the night against Cal. That's Berkeley in Shreveport in the Independence Bowl. The Red Raiders, bing, bing, a three-point favorite in that one in Shreveport. Joe, those three other FBS college football bowl games on Saturday, which is your favorite? My favorite is the Texas Tech game because I, I love Joey McGuire. I think it's going to look fantastic on the screen. Taj Brooks playing. Yeah. But I, I like the Fresno State, New Mexico State game as well. Everybody looking to Pavia and Jerry Kill. I'm going to take a shot with the interim staff in Fresno State. Plus the three yeah. and a half. I think they could shock the world. And at plus 140, I think they're the right side. But I have no feel. I lean to UCLA. Chip Kelly oh. potentially needs this game, right? They should boat race Boise, but I don't love it. Listen, Chip Kelly is back by all estimations. He is going to lead the Bruins into the new Big Ten era. They've been an even 500 under Chip Kelly in his five years now there in Westwood. Boise State, I would jump all over him. Ashton Genty is back, but Taylor Green just transferred to Arkansas. Not too sure about the quarterback situation for the Broncos. Texas Tech, Joe, love the look. Three-point favorite against Cal. Although Tech has not been the greatest at covering numbers this year, Cal going through a lot of sweeping changes as well under Justin Wilcox and Taj Brooks is back baby and that's a big thing for the Red Raiders Barrett Morton should probably start the game at quarterback I'm on the other side a little bit Lisey when it comes to the Aggies and the Bulldogs of Fresno State but we'll talk about that on college football today on Saturday we'll be back tomorrow on football full circle to set the stage for the weekend in week number 15 live right here on Sports Grid Radio starting at noon Eastern time we'll talk to you tomorrow here on Sports Grid Radio. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.